this point, this recording is for purely therapeutic purposes, so here goes. Say you found out that your roommate was a genius who creates deadly technology for supervillains. How paranoid is too paranoid? Because you'd think being afraid of an evil genius would be reasonable, and therefore not paranoid at all, because paranoia is unreasonable fear. So if I had to no limit freaked out, and had just run, run as fast as I could, it wouldn't have been a decision needing any question. That's what you do. But I'm kind of still here. I'm in my room right now, no more than a living room away from my roommate's bedroom slash lair, thus the whispering. So tell me, how am I freaked out enough not to dare speak about him in a normal voice, yet not freaked out enough to run for the hills? Is it simple stubbornness? Well, I won't say that doesn't play a part, but I'd say it's mostly because he's not Darth freaking Vader. He's Martin Harris, who exclusively wears button-downs and who bakes pie on Friday nights. Sure, at first, up until not too long ago, I will admit especially since there's kind of audiophile-shaped proof, I thought it was weird. But now? Now it's been a month that I've known him, and that's just him. 100% Martin. Or at least I think so. He is an evil genius, after all. And yeah, I can't come up with a better name for it. Evil genius hits the mark at least mostly. I could be wrong, of course, but I'm not. See, when I saw the contents of that box last week, I knew it was some illegal machines and substances, but I wasn't sure or anything. It did manage to look menacing, though, surrounded by foam flakes, so it didn't leave my mind until I checked up on any news. Apparently, there had been this big robbery at the top technology firm of this part of England that also sponsors my college a lot. Several transport vans were emptied by Reaper and his gang of misfits, namely Paratron and Mangler Maniac. I finally realized where I recognized that logo from as Mangler literally tore the side of the van apart on which it was printed. Visual clues are fun like that. Anyway, the logo matched the ones all over my university's flyers. Wow, Amelia, no shit. But hold on. See, the logo is this green triangle with a yellow star inside. Six-pointed, not eight. Sorry, no Stargirl connection here. And guess what colors were still barely visible on the technology on Martin's box? That's when I was certain, and I still am, that he's involved in some black market stuff. How else would it get from Reaper to Martin? But I didn't know what, of course. All I knew is that he now owned it, not what he was going to do with it. Most people would have probably involved the police at this point, and the reasons why I didn't are going to sound really silly. Yes, all of them, but just, just listen, okay? Firstly, I still didn't want to give up on the apartment. It was love at first entrance. If the cops, or God forbid any, were to take it apart, I'd be booted for a while at least, and I might never get it back. So until I was certain that that's what needed to be done, which I wasn't, we're still talking about Martin Harris here after all, I wasn't going to do it. And secondly, be honest for a second. Like, how awesome would it be to live with a potential League member? Super awesome, maybe. I mean, I at least want to know, you know? Anyway, lucky me, my sis finally got time to chat. She got a bit of time off to enjoy Europe without having to draw up charts and look at them questioningly, or whatever it is one does at such a research trip, and she immediately checked in with me. 
We talked about my new digs, of course, and how we were both excited for her to get back already, so me moving here would have a point, besides being able to look out a window and say, Yep, that's Liverpool. I told her she better be here for Christmas, or I would personally go get her. Screw the traveling expenses. It's starting to look really festive already. Decorations are going up, the whole gig. Too bad I live in an apartment and can't really be bothered to purchase anything just to hang it out my window half-assedly. Anyway, somehow we got into a discussion on destiny. Like, maybe we aren't meant to be close anymore, so destiny, or fate or whatever, is keeping us apart. Yeah, our conversation topics get very convoluted at times. Especially when we're currently dealing with a potentially evil roommate in silence. By the end, I was sure some poor stripper called Destiny, or I guess all strippers named Destiny, were having some bad hiccups because of us. We also talked about the super news, which she was very excited to learn I finally followed. Seeing as her attempts to get me to like Ini were unsuccessful, she's hyped Greg is passively still getting me to interact with it. I was careful to quickly steer away from the robbery and onto more harmless topics that did not, by an idiotic twist of fate, closely involve my roommate and, by extension, me. My sister brought up Stargirl briefly, and I would have talked about her, but I only researched within Liverpool and Stargirl still hasn't returned, so I wasn't up to date. Something we could talk about is that the Force had apparently escaped prison last week, information that was only leaked recently and apparently against Innie's wishes. At first we just had a silly argument about who would be better at being the Force, and we eventually agreed that I would have been great at causing mischief as a vigilante, but she would have definitely done better with the whole telekinesis thing. As opposed to my mental focus, hers is not leaving anything to be desired. We started to wonder where the Force was now, and if it was still going for the reckless throwing oneself into danger in order to boast or help people thing. I think that's awesome, personally. So what if you don't have a license to dress in spandex and run around saving people? If you are indeed saving people, who cares? Audrey argued, however, that uncontrolled forces like that could be dangerous to the public, and that's what Innie is for. To fund and support superheroes to assure everyone's safety. Also accounting for property damage. This somehow spiraled into an argument about why villains exist, because of course my sister and I can never stay at safe topics we can actually agree on. Audrey thinks there would be villains even without the heroes, and that's why we need them. I don't know if I agree. I mean, at the very least, heroes create ample opportunity for villains to pop up, and with most of them working against any specifically... Clearly that argument eventually spiraled completely out of control, and we had to agree to disagree, as we have on so many other things. Mom and Dad adopted me first. No, they adopted me first. Fine, but they love me more. Do not. Do too. This example is very out of date, but you get what I mean. The conversation did get me thinking, though. What is Martin working for? World domination, like Sinister Smith claims to be? Against Innie, like Reaper? Anarchy, like the Immortal Minimizer? Revenge? Freedom? Better soap? There are many great and horrible things to work towards, and suddenly I was thinking of all of them. So yeah, I'm sticking to the apartment, but that won't stop me from getting away from there a bit either. What else is a boyfriend for if not to freeload on his rental property? So sue me. You'll hear from me. And should you sue me, my attorney. My government-appointed attorney. Get it? Because... Because I can't afford a real... I'm telling jokes to no one. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. 
If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is a clockwork creature coming to kill you.